Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're picking up in Jonah chapter 2. Today, looking at verses 4 through 7, and uh, again, we are in the belly of the fish with Jonah, praying to the Lord and uh, hearing his feelings, his fears, his thoughts, and seeing his uh, use of Scripture uh, being brought to his mind by some of the things that he is remembering. So, Jonah chapter 2 and verse 4. So I said... I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I descended to the roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever. But you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Last time we saw that Jonah in this chapter is recalling to his mind other scriptures that he would have been aware of. We read from 2 Samuel 22 and Psalm 18, very comparable passages there, uh, where David has finally been delivered from the hand of his enemies, from the hand of Saul, and he worships the Lord because of that, and uh, also tells us a little bit about what he was feeling while he was running away from the Lord. I just want to read a couple of these verses again. This is Psalm 18, uh, verses 3 through 6. I called upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me, and the torrents of ungodliness terrified me. The cords of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. Now, we are going to look at each of these verses, 4, 5, 6, and 7, in just a moment, but I just want to make a couple comments briefly on comparing Psalm 18 with Jonah chapter 2. David would have been uh, speaking and living and writing in the period from about 1000 BC to 950 BC, when he had power, when he was king over the United Kingdom of Israel. Remember, the events of Jonah take place somewhere around 750 BC. So we're almost 200, 250 years forward in the future, and yet this prophet from the northern kingdom of Israel is still reading and meditating on and even memorizing the words of David, the king. This is wonderful to see, amazing to think of, uh, that scripture was being memorized uh, even at this point in history. While he was in this fish without any access to scrolls or books or any of the records that he had, all he had were his own thoughts. And he had committed to memory 
the words of the Bible, of Scripture, of the Psalms that David had written, which were recognized very early on as being authoritative, really being inspired by God. So Jonah here is picking up the Scripture that he had memorized and applying it to his life and to his situation. What David felt in running from Saul are the same feelings that Jonah has while he's in the belly of the fish. He feels like death is pressing in around him and trying to squeeze the life out of him. And he's crying out to the Lord and he's encouraged because he knows that the Lord hears him from his holy temple. There's a direct application to us as believers in Christ today. We need to have the Word of God memorized and living and active within our minds and within our hearts. In our technological world today, it's so easy not to worry about memorizing Scripture because it's accessible through all of these different venues. But that does not replace the work of memorization and putting it directly into our minds and into our thoughts. What happens if we find ourselves in a situation where we don't have ready access to the Word of God? And we have to respond. We need to have God's Word living in our hearts, dwelling our, our thoughts on the Word of God so that we can respond to the situations of life uh, in the way that Jonah did here, recalling it to memory and then applying it in the way that we are uh, living. So verse 4 here, Jonah says, I've been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. Now this sets apart Jonah's experience from David's experience. David was running from Saul and from his enemies, and while David was not perfect by any means. It was largely not his fault that he was running away from Saul. Saul was pursuing him. God had anointed him. So Jonah uh, is different from David here in that really Jonah has brought this on himself. Jonah says, I, will, I have been expelled from your sight. Nevertheless, I will look again toward your holy temple. Now, Jonah is going to talk about God's temple here a couple of times in this chapter, and really this is picking up what David had said in 2 Samuel 22 and Psalm 18. Uh, in my distress, this is Psalm 18, 6, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple. So what is significant here about the temple of God? Why do we keep talking about the temple of God? A couple things factor in here. First of all, I think Jonah refers to God's temple because David had referred to God's temple. And Jonah, again, is thinking through what he has memorized. But why did David talk about God's temple in the first place? The temple in the Old Testament contained the presence of God and the throne of God. This was where, visually and in the theology of the people of Israel, this was where God uh, physically dwelt, where God sat. Uh, even though in their mentality, God was Lord over all, and I think they did have something of the concept of God's omnipresence, uh, 
there was also this idea that God dwelt in the holiest place within first the tabernacle over the mercy seat of the ark, and then later in the temple itself. This was God's abode. This was God's home. And so, uh, hearing the voice of David, hearing the voice of Jonah from God's temple referred to the place where God was seated, where God was acting from. Uh, so it shouldn't surprise us that Jonah is referring to uh, the temple of the Lord as the place that he is looking for his salvation to come from. In his mentality, this is really God's home. This is God's dwelling place, even though he knows that God hears him where he is at. He goes on to say in verse 5, uh, Water encompassed me to the point of death. The great deep engulfed me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I mean, he's just using very visual imagery here to say, I almost died. I sunk down into the water. I was down in Sheol. I had the great deep engulfing me. The billows and breakers were overwhelming me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I, I was suffocating. He says in verse 6, I descended to the roots of the mountains. Now, this is uh, kind of a, a hard word to translate. Probably the best translation would be something like the extremities of the mountains. Mountains don't really have roots like trees have, but the, the lower parts of the mountains. Actually, in uh, the Jewish uh, commentaries on the book of Jonah, uh, I believe there's some discussion that as Jonah was down uh, within the fish, somehow he saw the lower parts of the mountains upon which Jerusalem was seated uh, from underneath uh, the world uh, down within the bottom of the sea. Now, all of that is extra biblical commentary on the book of Jonah, and so you need to take that with a, a grain of salt. But there is this concept of uh, as the mountains peak above the ground, there's also things going on below the ground in regard to the mountains, and that's described here by the prophet. I descended to the uh, lowermost parts of the mountains. The earth with its bars was around me forever, uh, but you have brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God." Uh, what Jonah is doing here is essentially the same thing that David had done in Psalm 18, 2 Samuel 22, where he is first explaining how he's feeling uh, as though death is surrounding him, but then crying out to the Lord. And once he cries out to the Lord, everything changes. And in verse 6 of Jonah 2 here, but you have brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. It's a, it's a turning point. It's a changing point. In Psalm 18, after verse 6, uh, David will go on to explain what happens when he prays to the Lord. The Lord acts powerfully on his behalf. The, the earth begins to shake and nature begins to quake at God's rising up to act on behalf of David, his servant. And now what I'd like to do is just read a couple of the verses from Psalm 18 
that demonstrate this. Psalm 18, uh, verse 7, the Lord, uh, then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains were trembling and were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went up out of his nostrils, and fire from his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew, and he sped upon the wings of the wind. So I think Jonah is, is picking up these thoughts as well, although he doesn't record this uh, in his prayer here. What he's saying is, as he prays, while he's feeling overwhelmed and coming to the point of death, God brings him up out of the pit. God acts to deliver him, to save him. He reiterates this again in verse 7. While I was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Uh, here again, he talks about the temple of God. Uh, in his mentality, the prayers are ascending to God who is up on the mountain of Jerusalem, uh, his abode and his prayer, even from the depths of the ocean, is ascending now and God is hearing it and God is moving, God is acting on, on his behalf. So Jonah has gone from feeling uh, overwhelmed, feeling like he's dying, feeling like his life is ebbing away, to remembering the Lord, calling out to the Lord in prayer. The Lord hears him in Jonah's mind and in his mentality, and the Lord is moving into action. Now, I think this has the, an application for us today in that uh, as believers, when we pray, we can be confident, as Jonah was confident, that the Lord hears our prayers, that the Lord desires to help us. Uh, but our prayers do not just accomplish whatever we want selfishly. We need to pray in line with God and in line with his will. Uh, we want to be accomplished in this world what God wants to accomplish. And so prayer needs to help change our hearts even as we seek to approach God with our concerns. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.